Hello and welcome to the Men's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, George Stuminov. Welcome. Today I want to talk to you about brokenness. Now, if you're on a journey of becoming a better man, if you're on a journey of becoming a better person, a better version of yourself, if you're on a journey of healing, of redemption, if you're on a spiritual search, on a quest, you need to face this one deep and very traumatic truth. This is the fact that the world is broken. And you know, most of us actually know that and most of us are ready to admit that. But very often what we're not ready to admit so quickly is that the, is the fact that we are broken too. I mean, you can't escape being broken if you're born into a broken world. You haven't got any chance. The world, this world is broken. Things are not the way they should be. We all know that. And I'm not blaming anyone, any person or any institution for that. This is the state of the world. We're talking about what to do now with each individual life. I'm talking about what to do with my life here. We can't fix the world. But we can start looking into ourselves. To the things that maybe we can fix. Maybe we can approach and address and bring change into. Or allow change to come into. Because we've got Im immense power when it comes to our own lives. Ernest Hemingway, who was himself very, very broken, knew that. He knew that deeply. In Farewell to Arms, one of his novels, he's got this genius quote. He says this, The world breaks everyone. And afterward, many are strong in the broken places. The world breaks everyone. And yet there is hope, isn't there? According to him, there is hope. I'm not sure how much of this hope he actually got hold of. But this implies that not only are we broken, but also maybe that's not the end of our story. Maybe if we walk through our brokenness and by some unseen grace come out on the other side, we might even become stronger in those places. And I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen in my life, but also in the lives of so many others. In fact, everyone that helps other people from his true natural inner gifting seem to have done so, to be doing so, through his own, to overcoming some sort of brokenness, some sort of inadequacy of his, of his own. You've been abused, you've been bullied, now you help people who are going through the same things. If you used to be an addict and have overcome that, very often you'd want to help people who struggle with addiction. And I think this is what being strong in the broken place means. Not only are you not an addict anymore, not only are you not struggling with the same things anymore, but you're actually helping others how to overcome the things that you've overcome. Now that's a story of redemption. Doesn't matter who you are, where you live. If you see a little bit of that dynamic in your life, you fulfill the Hemingway quote. You're strong in the broken places. I want to be strong in the broken places. In some ways, I already am. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to talk to you right now. Otherwise, I'll still be stuttering and I'll still be confused and dazed and addicted and totally 
unqualified to talk to anyone. I'm not saying I'm perfect now, but if you knew me five years ago, let alone 10 years ago, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> and yet none of it is for me, it's for others. There's another quote that also testifies very well to the state of the world, to the broken world that we live in. It's by a priest, an American priest and um, novelist called Frederick Bickner. In one of his memoirs, he writes this, and I haven't got the quote here before me, but I've given talks on this quote and I've written on this quote. I've got a whole chapter of a book based on this quote. So I know a lot of it by heart, but it's a huge quote. So I'm going to try and sort of cut it in a few bits and put it together in my head. So if you want to look it up, look it up. But it goes something like this. He basically says that we haven't got a chance. We haven't got a chance of escaping brokenness. We are broken. He says this, starting with a rather too pretty young woman and the charming but unstable young man who together know not much about parenting than they do about the far side of the moon. The world sets into making us into what the world would like us to be. And because we have to survive after all, we try to make ourselves into something that we think the world would like more than the selves we originally were. He goes on to say that in this process of, of burying, of hiding our original selves, he says this, the original shimmering self gets buried so deeply that most of us hardly live out of it at all. Instead, we live out of all the other selves that we put on and take off like coats and hats against the world's weather. Basically, the world assaults the self that you had when you came in as a child, the dreams, the aspirations, the desire to maybe change something. The world says, no, 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 you're not good enough, you need to fit in. So you fit in, you invent some other selves, few other selves, they're not invented, some of them are actually some of your natural gifts and talents. But they're still not the whole picture. And yet we make them into the whole picture because we have this deficiency inside. The world doesn't accept us as we are. Our parents should have known. Now should we blame them completely for our, for the state in which we are? Well, chances are their inner selves, their hearts have been so fragmented and broken and assaulted by the world that they just were not able and even didn't have any desire to help us in this way because they didn't know any sort of change was possible. Most of them, they just wanted to survive in a physical, material way, protect, provide, and all that. However, there is an element of facing their failures and expressing all the emotions associated with that. And it takes years to actually get to all the emotions, but you can. I believe you can, and we can have another episode, or actually many episodes. There is so much we can talk about in, the, in this deeper journey. But today we just want to talk about the state of the world and what it does to us. We're born into a broken world. It doesn't matter what you really believe about how the world should be. and It really doesn't matter. Everyone knows that the world is 
not healthy. Something about it is not healthy. If you ask me, it's more like a battlefield than anything. I look around and see people who could have been this and that. And what do I see? I see buried gold. I see suppressed truth. I see a scream that has never been screamed. I see passion and fire in the eyes that is dimmed. Still there, but they don't know it. Sometimes I see that in the mirror too. Less and less than before. But trust me, as much as, uh, as before, I'm work in progress. And I'll never stop being work in progress. We must admit, the world breaks us. Hemingway was right. Frederick Bickner was right. There's another quote by George Herbert. I don't remember which bit of writing that was, but somewhere he said, I cried when I was born, and every day shows why. That's genius, isn't it? That's amazing. When you look at your happiest day, your happiest memory, your happiest anything, you see something missing. You see that things could have been better. You see that things could have been more fulfilling. Something was missing. Something was not right. Of course, because something inside of us is not right. We're not whole. We're divided even. But that's a subject for another discussion. Now, let's talk about the brokenness. The fact that we are broken to start with. Even if you come from the happiest family, you're broken. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that you are broken. You come from a good family, opportunities, positive energy all around you, and yet, things get buried in the dark, things get lost. A bit of talent here, a bit of dreaming here, a bit of hoping here. It sort of dies when you grow up. We call this growing up, but it's like, like a slow death, really. According to the world, growing up is abandoning everything good about yourself behind and just trying to fit in. According to people who knew best, people who didn't abandon the deeper part of them, that shimmering self, that's not true. Just watch a film like A Dead Poet Society. In fact, we're soon going to be starting podcasts, hopefully this summer, if we have time, on films and books. And Dead Poet Society is one film that I'm definitely, definitely keen to do a podcast on because it's so impactful. According to someone like um, the poet Coleridge, he said this amazing, amazing thing. Genius, he says, is carrying the feelings of childhood into the powers of manhood. See, he doesn't talk about abandoning yourself and then trying to grow up. He, he actually says, no, no, no. You keep that. But now you become powerful, so you can actually work out of these dreams and work for these dreams and work out of this passion instead of just letting it sit in your body and, and, and slowly kill you because you divide it. It's bubbling up inside of you, but you spend so much energy suppressing it. So at, at the end, it just creates so much tension and part of you dies, or at least it feels like it's dead. 
very interesting, what growing up really should be. Instead, we're taught to grow up in a different way. Because what our parents were, and their parents were, in fact, they were worse off than us, in most cases. So even the best family doesn't give you that environment in which to be fully yourself, because the world doesn't. You're broken, so am I. The world breaks us all. This is one fact that we need to come to terms with. If you want to grow as a man, if you want to grow as a person, you must face the fact that you're deeply broken, you're deeply divided. The cracks running through your inner being. Your heart, which I call the inner being a heart, is deeply broken, is shattered. Your deepest nature, that original shimmering self, as Bigner called it, is deeply buried. Very little of who you really are is actually seen, even physically. And if you think that the body doesn't manifest that brokenness, that's not correct. Of course it does. You see it running through families. Just like spiritual and mental illness run through families. Very often physical illness, but not only illness, deficiency in some way as well. We all, how to put it best, deformed. We all crashed. We're all darkened. We're all twisted. And what do we do with that? I was part of a men's group once. There was a man there who used to be a heroin addict, really hardcore. He pulled through and now he's helping people in prisons, he's helping people overcome heroin, which is incredible success. So when he spoke, we listened. And one time he said this, it's not what they did to us, but what they did to us, did to us. It took me a while to get my head around this, but he was basically saying, it's not the trauma that happened to me to turn me into an addict. It's not even that. It's what I became as a result of that. So that I can make these wrong choices after that, from an identity. You see, you grow up in a family where nobody is touching each other. Nobody has shown any intimacy. Well, that was my family. Nobody is showing any passion, any positive passion. Anger, maybe, yeah. And then you shut down, you shrink, you turn inward. You look for escape in books, in fantasies, in darker and sicker things. And you become someone as a result. In the dark, hiding in the dark, that little boy. You become someone. You form identity, a reputation with yourself. You grow up and you make choices out of this identity. See, you will never live past this identity. You never surpass who you believe you are. If you believe you are someone who's got a place in the world, someone who is strong, someone who's got a mission, who's got a purpose, someone who's got an identity that cannot be shaken by anything. If you believe that, you make choices out of this and based on this. If, on the other hand, you believe that you're deeply shameful, 
if you believe that you are deeply dark, that everything about you, your deepest self, is worthless, is horrible, is weak, is pathetic, which is what I believed for decades. If you believe that, you will act out of these beliefs. You will make choices based on these beliefs. Just like you have people who come from a really impoverished backgrounds and you can give those people millions. Come back and see them after a year. You, they won't have anything. Not always. I'm generalizing here. But that's what I do. Looking at the bigger picture. Generalizing. Everything is sort of generalized here. And I hope you're okay with that. So it's not the brokenness that the world brings to us that is the most tragic thing. It's not that state of being shattered and divided within ourselves. But it's actually who we become as a result of that. When you can't live out of a full heart and full inner being where all of your potential is realized and your talents are flowing so you can develop them. When everything is shut down, who do you become? My uncle, back in Bulgaria, he died a few years back. He was always a very talented painter. But he couldn't become anyone, really. His father was not a party member, communist party member. He didn't have the connections. So he remained in that village, the village where I was brought up, until his 60s, when he finally managed to drink himself to death. He lived with his parents. For most of his life, he did creative work, but that wasn't very creative. He was told what to draw and what to paint, a slogan for the Communist Party. He did it all and he was paid well and he was given a lot, a lot of pleasure, food and drink and parties. But there was a cap on his development. He didn't believe that he was someone unique. He didn't believe that he could maybe try and escape, go abroad and sell his own paintings. He didn't believe that. He was so talented, but his talent was not pursued. There was no development because he never believed he was anyone. He believed he was lucky enough not to have to work on a building site, so he never really pushed that limitation placed upon him by external factors and people. Sad life, unfulfilled life, crushed spirit, early death, unhappy life. Lack of impact, lack of destiny, lack of everything that is good. Broken. Let's go back to that. We're all broken. What did I become as a result of brokenness? Did I become shy and timid because my father was explosive with his anger and he was threatening? Yes, these things are worth thinking about. Because until we realize what we've become and how we have been broken and what identity we have as a result of the brokenness, then we have no hope of becoming strong in the broken places. And unless we are strong in the broken places, we can't really help people from our true gifting, from our true real identity. If we want to become who we were meant to be, we must become strong in the broken places. And we can't do that unless you know what those places are.
I'll leave you with that now. Strong in the broken places. What are those places? Speak to you soon. Bye.